All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And that's a rough one. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Nothing you can conjure up to to try to wish that one away. It happened. You got to deal with it. It's not how you thought it would go because the game was in your hand. The Avalanche were, were looking at the Western Conference Finals. And I'm not saying that's what caused them to lose this game. A lot of credit goes towards St. Louis in not backing down. You're down three to nothing in the other team's arena, and they just kept fighting. So a lot of credit goes to St. Louis, uh, and then a lot of the credit goes to the Avalanche just playing too much defense at the end. I don't know. This, this is this is this is a tough one to swallow right now. Uh, but the Avs, they're going to have to have short term memory. So. Uh, we don't want to, but we're going to have to talk about it. So let's let's get in on this thing. <laughs> your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions go to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show over on our YouTube channel. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Yeah, not not really what you want to be talking about right now with the Avalanche, <laughs> simply because of how that game went. You know, if, if, if St. Louis was in the lead for the duration of that game and it was the Avs trying to battle back, it might be a, a little bit better pill to swallow, but this was everything, this is everything the Avalanche wanted. This was in their yeah. hands. It was for the taking. You're up three to nothing. Nathan McKinnon is a, a man possessed, and I, I don't, I don't know. Like we're, I'm getting comments and stuff from uh, their press conferences afterwards, and I don't know if they just, if their palms starting to get sweaty. You know, if, I, I don't know if they were just gripping the sticks a little bit tight. Maybe in the day off, we'll hear a little bit more about it. But I find it hard to believe that they were just getting nervous i mean you're in the midst of a game you're in the midst of a game yeah. you have in your hands and 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 their their style of play just completely changed which is totally not like the the colorado avalanche to do no. what they did in changing their style of play that much it w- and again you got to give some credit to st louis for really forcing the issue st louis played like a team that was fighting for their playoff lives because they were yeah so it's twofold it's twofold. It, 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 this one, this just sucks. This is just and, a bad loss. And <laughs> that's the wonderful thing about recording these, like literally right after the game, because you get raw emotion, and the emotions are raw in this one. And honestly, this is kind of what we were asking for. We were asking for a straight Avalanche versus Blues game, no goonery, no additional. This was just a straight up hockey game. Mm-hmm. And I think the more and more it went on. I think the Avalanche started to see, okay, this is fine. Let's just get back to business. And like they were so tense and ready for something to happen and playing like they were about to blow St. Louis out of the water that they just kind of relaxed. 
And yeah, and like it was the first game all series that we scored first. Yeah. And then Nathan McKinnon coming out and having the game of the series, if not the playoffs for him. And you felt good. Everything felt good. And like in the Twitter spaces, we were even kind of looking at like what, like talking about it's been 20 years. Like this has been a great moment because nothing at that point made you feel like, like we killed off a first, um, first period penalty scored on a first period power play. Everything was coming up avalanche and you really started to believe in it. And then the more in that third period, things turned Hmm. and I don't, you can't really put your point, your finger at what, but the mentality shifted and the blues turned out to be the better team in the third period, which apparently matters to force its overtime. And there was nothing the avalanche could do. It was the weirdest thing. I think the avalanche just went too much defense. They stopped forcing the issue. They were like, we just want to get through 20 minutes, not give up any, you know, uh, any, anybody behind us, not give any stupid penalties. And when you play like that, you're going to do that. Not get penalties, maybe, but you're going to be out of position because you're you're worrying too much if I'm in perfect position. Yeah. And and you just start losing track of things. And that's not their game. The avalanche game is to to be the aggressors, to force the issue. And they just were not doing that. And and St. Louis, you know St. Louis is going to force the issue because they have to. At that stage in the game, they have to. They're down. It's not just because they're down in the series, they're down in the game. Yeah. So they have to force their their season is on the line. And I know it's a little bit more difficult for the abs to kind of like, you know, turn the tide when they're when they're engaging that much. But when you get the puck and you're you're making a, a zone exit or you're doing transition, it was just let's just get to the red line and dump it and then have short shifts. I get that to an extent, but when they are are as up in your face as possible, killed another one, by the way. So that that's too yeah, right on my screen. You don't know what we're talking about, but we, we got wins over here with uh, bugs that I'm killing. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it was just, yeah. like you said, the, the, the momentum shifted and the avalanche could not get it back. They couldn't get it back. And it goes to your point about like the aggression. If like they, they kept up that aggression, they had an empty net in the uh, with like a minute and a half to go in the third period. Mm-hmm. Two good, crisp, aggressive passes. It is a five to three game. Yeah, that you're, was you're, th- that you know, and that that's on Gabe Landeskog, and that one is going to be dissected. That that's the day off dissection, basically. Mm-hmm. Is should he have taken that shot? You can tell like he's trying to to at least gain the the center ice line and then make a shot at it. But uh, I don't know, like. I think at that point, like you, you take a chance, and yeah. if you miss and you ice it, fine. Like you, you, you deal with those consequences. But I think he was trying to make a calculated risk, and you know whoever it was that was the defender for for St. Louis closed the gap on him before he could get to center ice, and you know he just kind of at that point flicked the the puck into the zone, and then that was it. it there was just no no effort to to really kind of after that. It was St. Louis, and then they got that game time goal. But I, I think, and I don't know if it's fair or not. If you know Nathan or not Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog is going to take a lot of heat for that. Uh, but it is something that will be questioned. That's for sure. 
And as the leader of the team, as the captain, he's got that sense of what the whole team feels like, what the emotions and the mood feels like for the team. And he could feel that momentum shift. And that's why you take that calculated risk. You know, if I don't put this in now, we're, we're, we're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I, I can kind of understand the thinking behind it. But yeah, that and then watching the defense collapse in such a nature to where it gives such a juicy shot for Kemper. He had a hard time even finding that one. It sent it into overtime. You really just felt defeated. I don't think there was a lot of words said in that third period intermission rolling into overtime yeah. in our uh, Twitter space. You just felt like we were up three nothing at home. How does this happen? Crowded like crowd is with you. Like I said in in, in the uh, the summary video, like John Elway was in the building. Like everything was was behind you to will will you forward in this thing. And, and I mean, that's when, when you give up that type of lead, uh, you know, whether or not you're at home is, is irrelevant, but the fact that you did do it at home, you know, that's just added to the suck. Um, obviously all of the momentum is on St. Louis's end. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you give up that and they, like they, they are riding high, they are feeling good and, you know, watching it. You're you're a part of you know we are part of like the avalanche and that mindset is like this is not good like you you have to go back to the beginning of the game because once again the Avs were pretty dominant very dominant mm, very. in the first period I mean look at what they had it's a, it's a three nothing lead and they even had a shorthanded opportunity they did a very good shorthanded opportunity but what I think you know gives a team like St Louis some momentum is not like coming back from three, nothing, which obviously that does, but getting that one goal, yeah. don't let it get to four to nothing. You cut it from three to one. Now you just have some life and you have an entire period to just chip away. And, and that's when you engage your, your defense, your defenseman. And it, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And that's the beauty of hockey. And you just didn't have a good feeling even after that Nathan McKinnon incredible goal, probably the goal of the playoffs, and you can maybe even say goal of, goal of the year, including the regular season, guys, I mean, people don't understand how difficult that is. And he makes yeah. it look like effortless. But at first I thought he went backhand on that. I mean, it's just the way that he's going. It looks like he went backhand. He didn't. He was the face of his stick to, to do that. That's to contort your body that way and to have that much speed and be in that much control is out of this world. And after that, like that was after St. Louis tied the game. And then he goes and does that with a couple minutes left. And you're like, I mean, the crowd was nuts. Yeah. And they, and they gave up another goal with less than a minute to go. You are a, you're 53 seconds away from getting that second round monkey off your back. And now it's still obviously very much doable, but mm-hmm. now you just have to wait another day to do it, and you have to go travel to their arena to do it. Like you just wanted to wrap this thing up right here, right now, and that's what sucks about this is the Avalanche had that, they had it, and they let it slip away. This is you—you you have to dwell on this for one day, not even yep. half a day, and get over it. It's yeah. it's. No, it's 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 terrible. Like when you're talking about the Nathan McKinnon goal, 
like the elation in that moment. Like uh, Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos came by the space and called it a piss missile. So <laughs> shout out Cody, great analysis there. That's that's what it was. Like it was great, and you felt like and in that period in that intermission they were they had the quote that Nathan McKinnon had about the determination to get past round two. And it felt like we were finally there. And all we had to do was just close out the game. And instead of closing out the game, you collapsed into a box. And it's, I think it hurts because of what you've seen with the determination from the big three, um, with Bednar, with the messaging from the team, it's been so driven since honestly the season started on this is our goal. This is our mission. This is what we're going to do. And you're right there, like 98% like to the next round. Hmm. And you just don't. Hmm. It slipped through their fingers. It did. So, uh, all right, well, we got a sound check to get to. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, let's talk about Darcy Kemper here in a minute and, and you know what this does to him. So, uh, but first, Built Bar, and you know Built Bar, and you love Built Bar, and we have talked about the Built Bar granola. Mm-hmm. They have their own granola bars. I don't know about you, like I'm, I consider myself a granola bar aficionado. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have any like degree for it. <laughs> I, 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 I printed one. You got on a bachelor's in granola science. Yeah, there's a website you can just print your own degrees, and I <laughs> printed my. my what did you say? Bachelor's in granola science. Yeah, uh, dude, I think I'm gonna start that. Yeah. Um, you get your BGS. Go go to a nice community college and start the bachelor's of granola. <laughs> although although community colleges don't get bachelor's degrees, this one does. Hey. Uh, but uh, they're they're very different from the bars and the puffs. Built granola bars are loaded with guess what? Granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like built bars and puffs, these are packed with protein and covered in guess what? 100% real chocolate, 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only four grams of sugar. Built granola bars will change your world. That, I mean, I need my world changed right now because I don't like this feeling. So uh, I guess I can just have a built granola bar and feel completely different. So go get them. Please. Yeah. So go to built.com right now to get the built granola bars, and you can use the promo code LOCKED15. To get 15% off of your order, once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Everyone in Avalanche really doesn't feel that good right now, clearly. That's, you know, an understatement. Um, but you, you you have to worry about the, the psyche of Darcy Kemper right now. Because, you know, it, it's not all on him. <clears throat> this was a team collapse. Mm-hmm. But that's when you want your you know, your goalie specifically to kind of step up. You had your superstar step up, you know, Nathan McKinnon with the whole last year, the comment of, you know, I haven't won, you know what? Yeah. Nobody has forgotten that obviously including him. And then he performed like, you know, that comment is why I'm performing the way I'm performing tonight or last night. Darcy Kemper, you know, goalies, they got to have, you were saying how, you know, you really got to have a short, short term memory for all this. Mm-hmm. He absolutely does. Because yeah. just forward thinking now, like you go, you go into game six. If 
the worst of the worst happens and he lets in a goal in like the first minute of that game. Yeah. We've said before, you know, the avalanche are, are fine if that happens because they have confidence. They have the offensive ability to overcome early deficits. You have the whole game to play it out. But now you're just getting into the mind of a goalie and to, to have that game, you know, wrapped up. I don't put it, like I said, I don't put all the blame on him. No. But where's his mind at right now? Honestly, this is one of those games um, you would feel like the messaging coming out of this that the team would even say, this is not on Darcy Kemper. We let him down. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you want to summarize this whole game in one word, it's let down. Um, The team let Darcy down. They let themselves down. And I'm I'm not taking... Anything away from St. Louis, St. Louis fans? I know you're everywhere. Uh, you guys played a incredible game. You did what you needed to do to secure this. The Avalanche were just not used to you playing an actual hockey game. They were waiting on something to happen, and that's where the Avalanche. Like, let's be real here. The Avalanche, Nazem Kadri had that hat trick because all you wanted to do was focus on Nazem Kadri hmm. and like the goonery that was around that. You shifted your game to Nas, and we took advantage of it. A best-on-best hockey game, we were not ready for. Let's just be real. The Avalanche were not ready for a best-on-best hockey, and the Blues ended up making the right changes at the right time towards the end of the game. The Avalanche were not prepared for that, and they were struggling. You beat us. We get it. The Avs need to have that short memory. Darcy Kemper needs to know this was not on me. All of those goals, they were not. They were bad positions. The defense were floating. Kale McCarr, Devin, Devontae's, everybody was floating. Like, it's none on Darcy tired. Kemper. They were they were they're very tired. tired. Like, th- those those shifts that the Blues had were, were extended shifts in the zone, yep. and the abs were just, like, like floating is the perfect term. Like, yep. their legs were gone. Yep. Tough. Uh, there was there was a point that I said that uh, you can call Kale McCarr the third Fast and the Furious movie because he is Tokyo drifting. There were there was no effort. Like it was bad position, bad spots, and the Avalanche just could not get their feet in that third period. St. Louis took advantage of it. Darcy needs to have that short term memory where he's like, okay, I understand this wasn't me. We'll get them the next time. And the defense needs to get in that locker room and say, we got you, Darcy. We let you down here. We got you on this next one. Trust us. Um, let me see. I'm looking at the. Yeah, I thought the the shots would be um, a little bit out of whack in the third, but they really they really were not. They were um, even. The Avs were out shooting the Blues all game long, and they got it close in the third. Yeah, what was the the overall was 34 to 30 shots on goal. Um, it's pretty even for Corsi, 49-46 in favor of the Avs. I mean, this is one of those games where it, in the end, it turned out to be a very even game mm-hmm. when in the beginning it was all Avalanche. Yep. And, you know, the, the, with the exception of game one, even though game one was a tight game, like they, they only won that by, by a, a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a game where they were completely dominating St. Louis. St. Louis just hung in the game. This one, Avalanche dominated in the beginning, and then it's just slowly decreased. The yep. effort was there. I, I, I think, I think the effort was fine. Um, 
until you got to that point. Like yeah. there, there's this line in the sand with this game. And 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 the abs are there, and I'm seeing some quotes now, like they're kind of admitting it. They're kind of saying, like, you know, we just went back on our heels a little bit. Yep. And we and we can't do that. And it was so noticeable. And and it's on one end, it's an it's frustrating as a fan to watch it because you can see St. Louis just swarming and 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 the Avalanche are just hoping to collect the puck and clear it. Yeah. And it was just one goal after the other after the other. And and here we are. But um, I I said on yesterday's episode what we're going to do with the lines. And I was saying bring Landis Kog back up to the sec or to the first to kind of like maybe keep that momentum going for Miko Rantanen. And what is what is Jared Bednar do? He drops Miko Rantanen into the second line and brings Arturi Lekkinen up to the top line. And it worked. It did. It worked. Um, I'm not saying it worked so much for for Miko Rantanen, but I think that top line was a force. It was. So another move that he made that was good, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know where this, this thing – I mean, I do know where this thing went wrong, and that's why it's just so difficult to to accept this because once it changed – you're going to have ice tilting every once in a while. You know what I mean? That, that happens. But you're confident in this Avalanche team that they can take it back yeah. at some point. And, you know, how they were doing the dominating, it was a complete 180. And, and you know, it, it was – St. Louis was doing to the Az what the Az were doing to them in the first. Yeah. And that's why it's just so difficult to, to accept because it wasn't their game. Number one, it wasn't their game. And number two, you had it. Less than a minute away. Yeah, this you honestly, you expected the tempo and trajectory of both teams to be kind of flipped. You expected this kind of effort that St. Louis had out of Colorado, like towards the end, because it's right there. Everything you wanted to play for and that hurdle you've been trying to jump, you anticipated more energy coming in that third for the Avalanche instead of going the other way. Yeah. And that's what that's what really sits weird because that just doesn't feel right. No. All right. Well, we have a sound check to do, and then uh, looking forward to this game six. It, it would have been nice to get this thing over with, but this is the cards that we have been dealt. So uh, we will talk about that. But first, BetOnline.net. And I can only imagine how money was changing hands <laughs> so many times in the third period uh, of this game, just back and forth. Um, but our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more so head to the website today use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action that is betonline.net where the game starts all right sir a sound check is due so for anybody uh new to the show our l-o-p-n sound check is uh kyle and i pick one song that we feel best describes the action of the most recent game, win or lose. And these songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. So just search for LOPN Soundcheck and uh, follow that playlist. And whenever we pick these songs, they go right in there and 
you have some, a couple new songs to listen to, but this one is obviously in a losing effort. So uh, what you got? For you old school metalheads out there, an obscure band that not a lot of people have heard of, Prong. Um, mm. You want the good life? You break your back, you snap your fingers, you snap your neck. <laughs> snap your fingers, snap your neck from a good band called Prong. Really good stuff. That song, the whole vibe is that third period and the yeah. collapse that it was. Oh man, um, yeah, I don't. I, I had to listen to that one. I, I, I don't know them. And when you said not a lot of people know about it, I was listening to uh, Jeff Merrick, mm. and he had a really he was talking to Friedman, Elliot Friedman, and uh, he he made a great joke, and he was like, uh, "How many? How do you say? How many hippies does it take to screw in a light bulb?" pretty rare number you probably never heard of it <laughs> i was i was driving my car listening to it. i almost drove off the road i thought it was like one of the best that's awesome past few years um but yeah that that's uh that's a good one and, and i love those like yeah this is is this like mid 90s yeah mid, okay perfect great era like eight yeah late 80s or like 90s like it's right yeah. around there all right uh i'm gonna go with uh, a band that i been a, f- a massive fan of since the 90s as well um and they, they they're still around they're still kicking big canadian band we're big here in the states for a little while but uh you know they, they've they've kind of just gone the way of rock music and alternative music which is kind of non-existent anymore but um and that's our lady peace I've always been a huge our lady peace fan and they have a song called not enough off of the uh, gravity album and that's just what it was it it was literally not enough the 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 effort was there but like i said before it just dwindled down and they needed to pick it back up again and they didn't and in the end they just didn't have it they didn't have it so check out those two songs uh on the lopn sound check now uh, we're going to have at least two more because we have at least one more game left, at least one more game left. Um, and that's kind of where you have to go with this. Like if you're the avalanche, fine, this happened, get over it as quickly as possible. You are going back to St. Louis where you just won both games on their mm-hmm. ice. You have to look at it that way. You kind of have to spin this now and say like, fine, you came back. Stuff like this happens sucks when it happens to you but it happens so where we're going we've had success there (laughs) we just won two games there it's going to be a rowdy environment but you can overcome that with an early goal quiet them down st louis needs to beat you including the game they did just beat you three times in a row it's very difficult to beat this avalanche time three times in a row they've got one they need to do it two more times on their ice and again back in Denver, obviously, if it goes seven. I still like the Avalanche chances. I For, for a day, you're going to get doom and gloom. The one loss that the Avalanche had, it was, you know, fans are running for the hills. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a sound check for you. Mm. Ooh. Oh, hey, that's a good keep, song. Keep, keep that one in the bank. Um, yeah. But, uh, and you're going to get it again. Whenever there's yeah. a loss in the playoffs, you're going to get it, and fans are going to be like, "Yep, this is over." They, they, they just this is in their head now, and the curse is real of the second round, and you know, Avalanche are screwed. I'm not there. I'm not there because this team still played well. In a loss, they played well, and where you're going, you've beaten them twice, and they have to beat you a total of three times in a row 
I like those chances for the Avs. Yeah, I mean, you like the Avalanche chances the rest of the way, uh, especially playing against the Blues, matching up against them. <clears throat> they got exposed, and they're going to be angry about it. And they're going to, like, you're looking forward to what Game 6 could be. But something else you want to keep in mind, the other half of the bracket. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Edmonton could close out their series tonight. Then they're going to rest. And then the Avalanche will be on the flip of what they get to encounter at the end of the Nashville series into the St. Louis series. Edmonton's going to enjoy that. Yeah. <clears throat> so you want to kind of get this done quick is what I'm trying to say, because I get it. You got your butt spanked. Um, Go fix it. Get back to work because yeah. Edmonton's coming and you want to be maybe I, I'm not counting Calgary out. I'm not kind of they're not they're not playing if, that well, but but maybe and and the way that and I'm not getting ahead of myself here. I'm not putting the abs in the Western Conference finals. Yeah. I'm just saying, um, you know, the way that the abs played against Calgary and the way that the abs played against Edmonton they struggled a lot more with Edmonton than they did with. Calgary. Yes, they did. Just going to put that out there. Two of the three games went into overtime. Yeah. One went to a shootout. And the other one, Edmonton destroyed them. The Absolutely blew them off it, the planet. It, it, it was, was bad. It was ugly. Um, I will leave you with this. This is from Gabe Landeskog. It's playoff hockey. It's not supposed to be easy. And I really want people to understand that. This is not, you just don't fly through this thing. It's not how you wanted to lose it. But in the end, that is all it's, it is, is a loss. So we will see. I have a sneaking suspicion because this next game is on a Friday. We will probably have to do a show on Friday night for Saturday. It's, it's, just, it's probably just going to have to happen. So, um, all right. That's going to wrap it up, everybody. Uh, the comment section over on YouTube has been absolutely fantastic. So uh, please uh, keep keep going with that because Kyle and I love to interact with you guys, um, and I'm sure there's going to be some uh, <laughs> some some thoughts going on over there today. So that's fine. If you need to use us as the outlet, feel free. Uh, but until then, we'll be back tomorrow, and uh, hopefully our mood has changed, but probably not. All right. Uh, thanks for making this your first listen of the day, everyone. That's always appreciated. Definitely check out Locked On NHL. Get caught up in everything else going on around the league as your second listen. All right. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.